Welcome to the Not Your Average Gun Girls podcast, part of the ConcealedCarry.com network. We are your hosts. I'm Emily Valentine from Stommy Tactical. And hey, everyone. I'm Amy Robbins from Alexa Athletica. We are Your Average Gun Girls and want to bring you a podcast that mirrors the way we live our lives. We are self-reliant, stylish, and eager to inspire women to feel confident in defending themselves while also staying true to their lifestyle. We'll be talking all things from concealed carry to our favorite lipstick and everything in between. This podcast is intended to support and empower women. We want you to be armed with the right tools and education to be self-reliant and prepared to act in your own self-defense. This episode is brought to you by StommyTactical.com, a lifestyle website sharing concealed carry tips, outfits, and preparedness advice, and Alexo Athletica, the first active carry wear line on the market keeping women safe and stylish. What's up, everybody? How are you? How are hey, you? Hey, Amy? hey, hey. Hey, Emily. I'm doing great. It's another day, another week. Thankful to be here slowly, podcasting. I think a slow slowly week. spring is starting to make its way through. Although I think like the Midwest is getting hit by some like, what are they calling it? Like a bomb cyclone or what? I don't even know what it, what that is. It's I've just, heard that phrase a couple times. Stuff. Yeah. I don't even know what that means. Cause I keep hearing it too. And I'm like, what is that? Like in passing, I don't even watch the news anymore. I don't have time to watch television. <laughs> yeah. But I've, I've been hearing them like a bomb cyclone. Like, I don't even know what that, what that means. We definitely don't have that in Texas. We just have like straight up tornadoes. Tornadoes. You guys have tornadoes. <laughs> That's all we get. We don't get the cool bomb cyclones or anything like that. I don't so know. What have don't you? Know. What have you been up to, Emily? Because um, I saw some interesting things in your Instagram story the other day. Um. So besides just you know still drowning with my day job, I am. I want to say three weeks. Three weeks into my armpit detox. Yeah, what in the world is an <laughs> armpit detox? Do I tell. Know, I do weird things. Um, so, you know, like aluminum is really bad for you. And we yeah. you know, spread that aluminum in our armpits. Like, I don't know. I've been using a deodorant, antiperspirant since, I don't know, I was 10. So that's a long time for all that aluminum to accumulate. And so, you know, I like to read all this weird stuff. So a year ago, a friend of mine gave me this recipe for this like armpit mask. And finally, a year later, I was like, I'm gonna try this. I have some, I have some time. So it's like this Benonite clay with apple cider vinegar and a little bit of water. You know, like wipe it on your armpits for like 20 minutes and you do it until like I've been doing it for like three weeks now. I do I switch between that and like a detox style deodorant. Okay. And then no, no, like antiperspirant. So like, I'm like, I can like, it's really weird to feel like really wet armpits. I know it's kind of gross. <laughs> it's Wait, part so of the do process. Do you do this and then put your clothes on? I mean, I like, what do you do? At night. Yeah. Okay. At night. So it's kind of weird. Um, but like, I think in the first week, the like legitimate like body odor smell has been gone. So like really to that point. So then that way. I can move to like a natural deodorant because most people try to go straight to natural deodorant without realizing you have to detox your armpits. But, you know, of course I'm going to, you know, write about this all on the blog because everyone wants to hear about me and my stinky armpits. So, you know, it's really funny though. Like this is probably way too much information, but like I don't wear deodorant. And I, I haven't worn, I, I don't have stinky armpits, but I just used to always use alcohol wipes. 
And that's what I've been doing like ever since. I mean, there's only like one time during the month that I like actually like need to like use my alcohol wipes. But other than that, like I don't sweat. Even when I work out, I don't sweat. So I, I don't use, I don't even use deodorant because I knew that from a, like when I was really young. And I know, so if I ever smell bad and like I just don't think I smell, then someone probably should tell me. But <laughs> at this point, like I, I'm, I'm telling you guys a lot. But yeah, I've, I haven't worn like real deodorant and I don't know how long and I just keep these little alcohol wipes with me. It's a good idea. So I don't know, probably something's going to come out and that's bad for you too. You know, you never know. So our listeners are learning a little bit more than I think they wanted to this time. Sorry guys. (laughs) We are, we care about our hygiene. We like to share all of our beauty secrets and all of our, our like regimens that we're going through right now. I think that's a very important part of building this entire community because not only do we like our firearms, but we like to try different beauty products and detoxes. Yes. So, yes. Um, I'm pretty excited because we have a very special guest. Um, Let's see. You know, one of the reasons we started this podcast is we wanted to be able to reach women and get the self-reliant message out there and encourage other women to you know, take their safety, their, be responsible for their own safety and, and encourage them to do whatever they need to do to get into that mindset and then share their stories. And, and that was one of the things is we love hearing stories from our listeners and kind of seeing what they're taking away and hearing what they're taking away from the podcast. I think those messages and those emails, like real, they really mean a lot. We do read them. We do get them and we're really so appreciative. And we did get an email um, from a listener. Um, and we were just so taken aback by her story and what she had to say that we were like, we need to, we need to have her on. So we, can we please welcome Lauren to our show? Hi, Lauren. How are you? Hi, Lauren. Hey guys. I'm good. How are you? So good. It's so good good to actually put faces with names. Like sometimes I can go on Instagram or on social media and I can find them and I can be like, oh, this is this person. And then I see it, but I wasn't able to do that with you. And so like, I'm so glad to be seeing you right now and talking to you and hearing your story because there's definitely times when we get emails and some of them just stick out more than others and yours really stuck out to us. And um, so I, I, I want you to tell everybody, I mean, what compelled you to, to send us the email uh, first off so that people can get to know you a little bit better? Um, well, so do I just start from the beginning, like what happened? Yeah. Okay. So it was on February 6th. I was at home, 3.30 in the afternoon. My girls, three years and six months, were sleeping. And someone came into our driveway and we have sensors. And I knew somebody had come farther into our driveway than just a car parked at the bottom. So I opened my front door, made my presence known to the driver who I couldn't hear what he was yelling at me because we live on a busy street. He backs away and I stand watching him from my kitchen window and he just wasn't leaving. So I'm standing by our back door and I hear someone trying to tug on our back door. And so I just walk straight over, open up my curtains, and there's a younger female, probably 25, standing there looking at me like I was the crazy one for being there. And I just screamed at the top of my lungs, and she took off running back to the front of my house and in the vehicle, and they drove away, and the vehicle was stolen. And it took me a minute to register what had happened. Um, So after that, I was like, I need to... 
I, cause she was standing on one side of the glass and I was on the other. I felt very vulnerable and all of a sudden very aware that there's only this thin piece of glass between me and someone who I have no clue what their intentions are. So then I started exploring options of like ways to defend myself. And I went to this small group that my husband and I go to and they're like, well, we should, we should, all of us women should take a concealed carry course. And so I was like, yeah, I like it. So, (laughs) um, when my husband and I first got married, he bought me a little revolver 38 special and, um, because it was simple, it was easy to use. And I'm like, I'm like, I can't mess this up. Um, but then I felt like my need has now surpassed what a little revolver can do for me. So I'm like, I want to learn more. So I started looking up podcasts and stuff and came across you guys actually on Instagram, I think. And I'm like, wow, it's changed a lot since six years ago when my husband first suggested this little revolver. And I'm like, yeah. That's so practical in some ways. And um, so then I, and I know a lot of times people can just be so negative and, frustrating. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I want to just tell them something positive. So I'm like, I'm just going to send them this email that of what had happened to me and how thankful I am that there's women out there that are, cause I mean, all of your guys' gun suggestions, I would sit there and Google them all while it's listening to the podcast. Oh gosh, like, awesome. What are they talking about? I have no clue. So that's what compelled the email was. I'm like, I am very thankful that you guys are willing to put yourselves out there and recommend stuff to women that, you know, you Google belly bands and you're like, well, what on earth am I looking at? And right, what's going to work for me? So well, that's awesome. We're so glad that you took the time to um, send us that email. It really means a lot. So then did you buy, like when that woman came to your driveway and was at your door, like at that point, like, did you guys call a Did you call it cops? Like what, what kind of like happened? Like after that point? Um, I called my husband uh-huh. because it took me a minute to register what happened. Um, and he immediately called my mother-in-law who lives like a mile and a half away. And she came straight over to my house and he goes, okay, my mom's on her way. Um, cause my parents were gone down in Texas actually. Um, <laughs> and he goes, okay, once you get calmed down, call the non-emergency number. So I called the police and they're like, um, you should have called this right away. <laughs> like, Oh, Sorry, <laughs> didn't my brain just wasn't reacting because I'd never planned through a what what to do type of scenario. Right. But what am I going to do in these scenarios? I've never had to call the cops. Like, so wow. Well, did did you guys have firearms in the house? Did it? I mean, at all register? Like, I should go get my gun or? So the crazy thing is, is. So when I put my three-year-old down for a nap, she was playing with something in her room when she should have been sleeping. So my brain actually went to somebody trying to break into my house. I should grab one of our guns and go downstairs and kind of figure out someone's out our back deck. Cause that's like the only place we don't have a camera basically. Yeah. But I'm like, no, I'm just being paranoid. So, so we do, they just aren't accessible downstairs where I right. am. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, I mean, I'm definitely glad that the situation didn't escalate and didn't turn into anything else other than that. You know, we talk about this aha moment a lot 
where a lot of women, whether they, um, you know, we see it with women who are opposed to owning firearms or very fearful of firearms a lot of times um, because they, they truly believe that they have always been safe. Mm-hmm. They have lived in a safe home, in a safe neighborhood, in a safe state their entire lives. And the idea or the notion that they would ever need to defend or protect themselves just has not ever come into their mind before. And, you know, I, I had my own aha moment. I know Emily's had hers. And so it's really good to hear stories like yours that didn't end up bad, that didn't end up, um, you know, worse situation than it could have because it could have changed very quickly. Mm -hmm. And for some people, I try to tell them this, don't wait until it happens to right. start thinking about your safety. Got to be proactive. And yeah, you know, I, I try to encourage women all the time, and so does Emily, about being as proactive and prepared, so that we don't find ourselves wondering what in the world do we do now that the situation has come right upon us. Right, because you know, you, so well, I was going to say, just like for you, Lauren, like that was just I assume any other day, doing mm-hmm. whatever it is that you would normally do, and then out of the blue some random person decides they're going to come into your driveway that day and you don't know what their intention was. What You don't know how far they were prepared to go or, or what they're willing to do. I mean, obviously you have no idea why they were there. No clue. And so, so when you were, did you scream any words to them or just like kind of like violently just scream? I just screamed. And like we have cameras upstairs, farthest room away from our downstairs door and you could hear me screaming on the camera and it's like this blood curdling like wow I didn't know I could make that noise well Um, that's good though yeah yeah kind of went with that instinct because like it's not anything I think like in some of the, the the trainings that we've done Amy that's like one of the um I wouldn't say the hardest parts to get past is, but that being that we've talked about that that violence of action and using your voice and being able to like when we're doing our doing our scenario training, it's definitely harder to, you know, yell and raise our voices because we know we're not in that like dire situation. But what's interesting is that you when when something does happen, like it's almost like every like the natural instincts kind of like start to kick in and you just start going yeah. with what you know first. Yeah. Which is why training is so important. Right. You know, like the, the more you train, what, what's next for you? What's the next step? You know, now that you kind of had this aha moment, now what? Um, well, about two weeks ago, my husband bought me my first semi-automatic. It's the SIG P365. Oh, nice. Um, he started you out right out of the gate with the <laughs> P365. Do you even know how lucky you are? I mean, that's a good, that's a good husband right there. Yeah, for sure. hearing that like, wow, you actually got one? Like they actually had one in stock. I'm like, like I didn't realize the hype until afterwards. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so we took a home defense class last night, actually. He took me shooting on Sunday, so I got to actually put my hands on it. Um, and then this weekend, we're taking a concealed carry course, so I can for you. feel more confident while carrying my gun, because in Alaska, you don't have to have a license. So, Gotcha. Um, but right. I, so I, I did a terrible job, listeners. I didn't um, properly, you know, introduce our guest. I'm so sorry. I was just excited and my brain was just moving faster than um, I was ready to speak. But Lauren, you know, she, she does live in Alaska. And I don't think, I don't know anyone that lives in Alaska. My aunt does. Okay. So, so I, I know one person. And I don't think people. I know anyone, like even through social media, like in, like that, 
if if they do use firearms or carry are either they've never said they're from Alaska or don't don't mention it like so I'm not really sure like is it pretty friendly in Alaska I don't know what their laws are um yeah so you don't have to have a license to carry um and you like what did we go over last night it's you have the right to defend yourself where you have the right to be so you can defend yourself anywhere that you you should be basically except for you know like schools and sure. places that yeah like bars well that's because most people are carrying a gun in case they encounter a bear i feel like more <laughs> people are worried about like bears than like running into other people you know sure. like in alaska that's that's why my aunt and uncle they carry like these big oh i don't know some kind of revolver like magnum something or other and they do because he's like we go hiking all the time and that's actually a thing like there's seasons where you really have to beware of the bears you know it, when they when they go fishing apparently i don't know when you fish you're more vulnerable to an attack of a bear i don't know you don't worry about that in texas so you just happy. worry about rattlesnakes and like you're so happy yeah. <laughs> you just can't you know you're you're just like in the fishing zone. I guess I don't know. I I'm not really sure. Out of nowhere, I don't. Know. Yeah, and that was yeah. I wanted to carry too because of all the animals. Like, so when I See? take my kids to the park, it's not just you know even in the park, like in the middle of Anchorage, there's you can encounter wildlife. Um, I feel like I'm thankful I live in the city. That's like one like I I don't want to say like you know think of animals like animals to, you know, cute, lovable. Like, I don't like to think of them as a threat, but like, I can't imagine like having to live in the city and not only do I have to worry about like the crazy people, now I got to worry about like some kind of animals attacking me as well. Like, that's just... I, well, and I, it's not just like the bears. It's like the I, freaking moose and the <laughs> like aggressive moose in Alaska. <laughs> yeah. So, so have you given any thought at all to what what do you think you might want to do as far as like on body carry, um, off body carry? Have you, have you started thinking about that at all? So my goal is on body carry as much as possible. Um, because I used to carry my little revolver in my purse and in my diaper bag. I attempted for like a couple months. Um, and I was basically doing it to appease my husband. Like, yes, I have my gun on me. I'm good. Never actually thinking. And now looking back, I'm like, that was so unrealistic. I would have never gotten to it had I needed it. So now my goal is on body carry. And I've been thinking a lot more of, you know, where do I put it on my body for when I'm carrying, you know, which kid and when I've got the diaper bag or when I've got the stroller, you know, where is it going to be most accessible and less um, in like covered or in the way or anything like right. that. So yep. I mean, those are all well, the 365 fits perfect and the Alexa signature pants. And the stuff yeah, like was, and the carry crops. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I really, I, so my husband has, has that gun. I'm going to get it as well because I really like it. Like I carry his around the house because in DC, I can't legally carry his outside of the house. So I carried in the house. I want to test, I wanted to test it out and see, you know, if, it, if I could make it work with my wardrobe and ha- and how it would feel. And like, I really like it. I think it can, it definitely, I feel like it, it has, I don't know what it is about it, but it seems like it's a little bit more slender, like the frame. There's something about it, but I feel like it conceals better than the Glock 43 for me. 
it, it does. I, I definitely I, think I don't know, that well, it's definitely more than my shield. What it is about it. Mm-hmm. But it just kind of I think like, the grip from a from a comparison's sake, it is a, just a hair slimmer. The and I know it's lighter than the Glock 43. So it just doesn't feel bulky, times. even though it has a higher capacity. Right. You right. know, uh you more rounds, it doesn't it doesn't add a lot of that extra bulk or weight that you get sometimes when you get uh 10 round magazines in firearms. So it's a great option. I, I love that firearm. I still have not put my order in for one. I, I I have the order form. I just haven't done yeah, it. <laughs> I need to go get one. <laughs> We're all going to be on the P365 club soon. It's fine with me. I mean, I, I love SIG. SIG is a great company. They make a great gun. And that one is not hammer fired, which I also like. So, you know, I don't, a lot of my SIGs, when you carry with one in the chamber, the, the hammer is back. And so then you have to, well, I, I mean, I recommend carrying it with the safety on. And, you know, if you're not used to drawing and flipping off the safety, it's something that you got to practice with right. and get used to it. And then it's just a, a matter of remembering, okay, wait, which gun am I carrying today for which scenario mm-hmm. <laughs> and making sure that you're comfortable with whatever action it is, you know? Right. All that so, stuff um, incorporated into your, your training. And if that's an extra step that you need to do, you need to make sure that you're, you're, using, you're doing that in dry fire or, or however you're, you're training. Yeah, absolutely. Do you guys have some good trainers out there, Lauren, that y'all are working with? Um, yeah, there's, um, I think, I don't know, my husband knows a bunch of people. So a lot of them are mainly just recommended to us by friends. Cause I feel like in Alaska, it's not, you have to find out about stuff through word of mouth. So yeah. It's, gotcha. It would, did your husband have any background in military or law enforcement or, or no. firearms at all? No. Um, firearms. Yes. He's, loved firearms um and he's carried for many years now um so it's definitely made it easier for me to want to carry after seeing him carry knowing that it's also realistic somebody that i live with Mm -hmm. adapted it to his lifestyle so why can't i have you guys i know your kids are really young right now um but you know i don't have kids only don't have kids so like i i have in my own head what I what age I think I would start teaching my kid about right. gun safety because I l- learn at a really young age. Um, have you guys given any thought at all as to when you're going to start maybe training your kids or letting them get familiar with knowing that you have them in the house? Um, well, since we've been looking up gun stuff and I got my new gun, my three-year-old, she's very inquisitive. So she comes up and we're like, what's that? So we're like, well, if you see this, you have to tell mom and dad when you get older and stronger, then you can shoot one of these. And so the other day I asked her what she wanted to be when she grows up and she goes, I want to be big and strong and have a gun like daddy. Oh my gosh. (laughs) That's Um, awesome. She is, she's pretty smart for a three-year-old. So I don't know necessarily when will be whenever she gets to handle her first gun, but she loves loading nerf darts and she loves shooting her nerf gun all the time and her bow and arrow so that's awesome yeah as far as something that we use not yeah husband said maybe five or six so cool yeah i think i was about i don't know probably about that age i don't even no i wasn't i didn't shoot my first gun until i was like 11 but i always knew because we had all girls in my family. Like none of us really cared that there were guns down there. We definitely, like, we weren't hunters. My dad was the hunter. We didn't want to go with him. It's too cold in the deer blind, but we always knew that he had rifles in the house, but like none of us were interested in touching them. He would, he would, 
go through the basic safety rules, but I really wasn't interested in shooting until I was like 11 years old. And that was only because all of my cousins were doing it out at my granddad's farm. And then I decided that I wanted to also shoot the 12 gauge shotgun (laughs) at 11 years old and shot it. And then I didn't actually pick up another shotgun for like another 20 years. (laughs) I was a weenie. I've got over that. I got over that phase, but I was a weenie back then. I I didn't, I mean, I didn't shoot my first gun to like, I, well, I mean, that was kind of like the thing that started all of this for me. Um, Mm -hmm. but like my dad did have guns growing up and I don't remember, I mean, he didn't, he didn't tell me anything about them in terms of like safety or anything. Like the gun sat on the back of, you know, back in the day when the TVs were like square boxes and you could like set stuff on top of them, the gun would sit on top of the TV and it was just a, don't touch that. Like, okay. Yeah. Like, <laughs> okay, Dad. All right. It just was. It wasn't. It wasn't really um, anything. We never really talked about it either, like as a conversation. And that's what I'm saying. Like every family is different. Every every parent has you know their own beliefs on when they believe it's right for their family to right. teach kids about it. You know, I, I think I think nowadays it's probably it's probably more important just because of being inundated with everything that you hear in the news from a negative side and a negative standpoint of them. And the best way to combat it is just to, you know, teach it in a positive light and teach the safety, you know, the safety, the responsibility, the seriousness of firearms, and they grow up with a healthy respect for them, you know? And I I try to teach my nieces and nephews, you know, we... I even take it down to when we're playing with their Nerf guns. <laughs> you know, I will not let them shoot their 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 niece and nephew. I make sure they like practice safe handling, and then we graduate to the BB gun with my little nephew if he's been able to do that. You know, and so hopefully we're just really hoping that we instill that in him at a young age that you know this is a serious thing, and you need to be safe with it. And if you are not going to be responsible enough to do that, then guess what? You don't get to shoot the BB gun. Right. So yeah. Lauren, you mentioned that you saw um, this person that was coming in onto your driveway through one of your like cameras, your property cameras. Um, yeah. So we have a couple of cameras around our house, like 14 around our house now. Gosh. Um, that's, really kind of, that's kind of awesome. But I kind of think that's awesome. I want a lot of cameras. Right. So we actually got like two or three videos of them pulling up to our house, her getting out. She was just nonchalant. Like she knew where she was going. Um, and then we have sensors around our house too. So I knew someone had pulled into our driveway. Um, and that's actually what first alerted me. And then I'm getting all these notifications on my phone from our right. cameras because our different, you know, cause we've got wow. cameras that hooked up to internet and some that aren't in case of something happens. So, um, That was always, that was always weird for me. Like we first, and, um, this is going to sound really, um, like a crazy person, but we got a camera for our home so, uh, we could watch our cats. (laughs) (laughs) May they rest in Crazy cat lady. (laughs) But we're just kind of like curious what they were doing because we don't, we live, we live in a condo. So we're in an apartment building. Like there's, you know. It, it takes it like you, you could get in. I'm, I'm not trying to say that you can you couldn't get in, but like, there's no, I can't where there's really nowhere for me to put like property cameras. And I don't know if I asked to do that, they would probably be like, you can't live here anymore. Why, why do you want to do that? <laughs> so we got one for inside the house and 
like once, like I, you know, you download the app, like once those notifications started, like sometimes it would freak me out. Cause I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm afraid to like see what movement it like, it like sensed. Cause I'm like, what if it wasn't like, what if it's, I see somebody in my house like, and I'm not home. Like, what's going on? Like, it's, it's the creepiest thing at first, but like once we got it now, I'm just like, I mean, I think it's great. I want to put one like outside our door, but we can't because we, you know, we live in a, a condo in a building, but I would like, I'm like, I need to go to the board meeting. We need to get a camera outside our door, you know, but. Can't you get one of those like ring cameras, like the doorbell cams? No, we can't. I've thought about that as well. Cause like the, all the doorbells have to look the same, you know, it's um, very. The aesthetic. One of those types. A community, yeah. <laughs> like, one of those communities. I want to call it like, was like Edward Scissorhands. Like everything is like cookie cutter. Like this is what it looks like. You know, yep. you, mm-hmm. the outside of your house can't be different, but the inside you can do whatever you want. Yeah. Well, Lauren, we wish you the best with your training, with everything that you've got going on, because I'm really excited for you. Like I said before, I'm really happy that nothing else happened. And I'm glad yeah. that, that the light bulb went off and you decided for yourself what was going to be the best method and the best way that you could defend and protect yourself and your family should you ever need to. And um, so if there's anything that we can do to support you, you know, yeah, if you've got any us questions us for us, yeah, let us know because we're excited for you. We're excited about this yeah, journey. We want, you need to let us know like how you're doing. I want I want to keep up on on the story. And yeah, me too. How it evolves. I want to see what holsters you're gonna get and what you're gonna. I, I don't know. I just I'm excited about it. So yeah. So you got to let us know if you need anything at all and have any questions. You obviously know where to find us. Yes. So. <laughs> Thank you. Thank yes. You. Uh, Absolutely. And that goes really for any of you listening. You know, like Emily said, we love to hear from you. We love to get questions. We love to get your feedback. We want to know what you guys want to hear about, what you want to learn about. Uh, If we talked about something that you're like, hey, what was that again that you said? Shoot us an email. You can DM us on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook. Uh, We're pretty easy to get in touch with. So, (laughs) and we do like to respond to people. So, yeah. So, just let us know what you guys want to hear. And again, we've got some really exciting things that are coming up. I know very soon, but they're coming, folks. Just can't wait to make an announcement here in probably a couple weeks. Um, I don't know the launch date yet on when we can tell you, but. Get excited because we're excited. (laughs) Thank you, Lauren, so, so much for sending us an email and coming on our show. We really appreciate it. Yes, Lauren. Thank you so much. We'll see everybody back here. Same time, same place. Have a good one. See ya. Thank you. The Not Your Average Gun Girls podcast and its related companies, Concealed Carry Inc. and ConcealedCarry.com, strives to share helpful information and education about gun-related topics, training tips, and other things that may potentially have legal implications for its listeners. The information contained in this podcast is intended in good faith, but it is important to understand that laws vary from place to place, and we encourage listeners to seek local legal advice to understand laws that apply to them. Nothing in this podcast should be misconstrued as legal advice or counsel.